0: Welcome to the Plan B CRNA Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA Podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Join me for some honest, unscripted discussions with other CRNAs who are transforming their financial lives. This episode is brought to you by On Call Capital. On Call Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. On Call Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today and now on with the show. My fellow Americans, welcome to this special episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and for those of you watching on YouTube, you may be wondering why I'm dressed up in a suit and tie. Well, if you'll indulge me, I'm going to treat you to my own little State of the Union address. As we start off the new year, I'd like to whip out the crystal ball to see what the future may hold for investors across different markets, classes, and assets. To do that, I think we also need to take stock of the many things that have happened in 2022. Now, something I need to get out of the way first before diving in, what we go into today is not to be construed as financial or tax advice. I am neither a financial advisor nor a CPA, so keep that in mind. However, like many of you, I am an investment enthusiast, and I'm hopeful that some of what I might see could help you find your own path to success. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's get to it. It's no secret that 2022 has been a difficult year for global markets. First off, let's talk about the stock market. The Standard & Poor's 500, known as the S&P 500, is a stock market index that tracks the performance of 500 large companies listed on United States stock exchanges. Most financial forecasts from 2021 had the S&P 500 pegged for modest gains in 2022, with mostly up-and-down trading. However, many unpredictable events happened, with the Russian invasion of Ukraine chief among them. Some others, well, there was China's continuing COVID shutdown, persistent global inflation, a sharp drop in bonds along with stocks, a tech plunge, and a huge alleged crypto fraud that we'll get into in just a bit. Sure, some analysts predicted many of these events, but very few got it right in the end. In the first six months of 2021, the S&P 500 plunged by 21%, the worst six-month start to a year since 1970. The latter half of the year was better with 2% gains, bringing the yearly return to negative 19%. The Federal Reserve has continued raising interest rates in response to inflation, with positive stock market results early on and negative results in August and September. 2022 was the year for energy stocks with that sector returning more than 60% gains this year. No other sector gained more than 5% year to date. Occidental Petroleum, Constellation Energy and Hess all doubled investors money with the likes of Exxon, Halliburton and Marathon Oil turning in gains between 70 to 80%. Meanwhile, tech stocks and specifically the famed fang stocks took a beating. Meta which is formerly Facebook, uh, has fallen roughly 65% year-to-date. Netflix and Amazon have both fallen by 50%. Alphabet has fallen 40%, and even Apple and Microsoft have fallen 30%, all outpacing the losses of the S&P. Tesla and Match Group also lost around 70% of their value. Ouch. In short, there was a lot of doom and gloom this year. So what can you expect for 2023? Well, as usual, forecasts are all over the place. Some analysts expect modest rebounds for the overall market in the 8-10% to range, while others expect further losses. What's clear to me is that no one really knows what to expect. But if you want to follow analysts, find those who are open to changing their minds or admitting that they were wrong as new information continues to roll in. As an investor, though, I think it's best to continue taking a long-term view to stock investing. While this past year has been tough, the S&P 500 is still up 19% since the start of 2020. And there was a little pandemic thrown in there for good measure during that time. So, hey, maybe don't give up on your retirement portfolio just yet. Depending on your own investor preferences, stocks can comfortably take up between 30 to 60% of your overall portfolio. What's next? Let's talk cryptocurrency, baby. I promise not to get too technical here, particularly since I am absolutely not an expert. For those of you wanting to learn more about cryptocurrency in general, feel free to check out, check out my crypto series from last summer in episodes 124, 132, 144, and 152. Coming off of euphoric highs in 2021, the crypto market has endured an environment of tightening monetary policy, which led to sell-offs, implosions of projects like Terra. Bankruptcy filings of CFI companies, including Celsius Network and Voyager Digital, and culminating in the climactic downfall of the FTX exchange. The result? Crypto markets have fallen over 50% from their 2021 peak. More than anything, though, it's been the public nature of the collapse that has been most fascinating to watch. We witnessed an arms race for new users, for market share, and cultural oxygen at the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022. Coinbase established an exclusive branding partnership with the NBA and WNBA. Crypto.com spent hundreds of millions of dollars to put its name on the former Staples Center in L.A., home of the Lakers and Clippers. And the now bankrupt and reeling FTX had tapped Tom Brady as a brand ambassador. Just think back to last year's Super Bowl. There were four cryptocurrency ads, one each from Coinbase and eToro, as well as celebrity endorsements like Larry David in an ad for the aforementioned FTX and LeBron James pitching for Crypto.com. To the believers, this was a defining event that provided a golden opportunity to showcase what some view as the future of the global economy. For skeptics, it represented a bubble about to burst, like the dot-coms in the late 90s. Jeremy Littow, A digital media professor at Lehigh University commented that people in gold rushes get trampled and lose wealth. Right now, the public is full of marks. Unfortunately, he would prove right in the case of 2022. So what happened? Well, investor appetite for risk and speculative asset investments was driven by economic policies that many people thought would continue for years to come. This meant leveraging positions and easy money at low interest rates. But as central banks began to reverse their course by decreasing market liquidity and raising interest rates, those speculative asset classes began to slow. This led to a rough first half of the year because increased interest rates meant that investors could hold lower-risk investments and earn decent yields along the way. This also meant that the value of those risky assets decreased, which led to a massive crypto sell-off. New and exciting projects like Terra began to implode and the UST stablecoin depegged from the US dollar. CFI institutions were found to be overleveraged, having lent large sums to hedge funds who also lost tons of capital in the crypto sell-offs. As such, those hedge funds defaulted on their loans, and those CFI companies had to file for bankruptcy protection. Platforms like Celsius Network and Voyager Digital, that had promised attractive yields to users, froze those funds and could not deliver. Many users lost their funds entirely. Crypto markets seemed to stabilize, though, in late summer, and that confidence lasted until late fall when shocking revelations about FTX and sister company Alameda Research came to light in a November Coindesk article. Traders began to withdraw funds from FTX, and the FTT price fell from roughly $26 to $1 in just a few days. FTX then paused customer withdrawals. The seemingly strong company was discovered to be insolvent, having commingled customer deposits and funds. FTX filed for bankruptcy protection in late November. A previous bailout of BlockFi was actually reversed, and BlockFi was back in bankruptcy court as well. Crypto markets crashed once again. What does this mean, though, for 2023? Well, I think it's important to note that the failures we've seen in this past year were with people and systems, and not a failure of the overall blockchain technology. Ethereum underwent a successful upgrade, transitioning from a proof-of-work to a proof-of-stake blockchain. This will only benefit the future of the entire Ethereum ecosystem, the second largest of the major blockchains, and one on which other technologies in the space are dependent. The failures and bankruptcies seen in 2022 have led to further calls for regulation of the crypto space. This could actually be a good thing for the future, as proper government regulation and oversight could prevent some of the irresponsible lending and leveraged trading that created this difficult environment for investors. While cryptocurrency purists may balk at regulation, it could actually represent a win for everyone, finally bringing a sense of stability to the notoriously volatile crypto markets. For sure, this won't be an easy or quick process, but blockchain innovation continues to progress and use cases for the technology continue to grow along with adoption. My advice for crypto investors has not changed overall. These are relatively speculative assets with high upside in the future, but higher risk overall compared to other investment classes. I expect continued short-term volatility and long-term growth overall. Even so, these investments should not make up the bulk of your portfolio, even if you're taking a long-term approach. Personally, I plan to keep these investments to less than 10% of my overall portfolio. I'm using them as a potential boost to my returns, but I also want to make sure that they won't cripple me if certain things don't work out. I focus on the use case of the cryptocurrencies I invest in, focusing on well-established or well-backed projects. As always, though, do your research before making any investment. Our next stop is near and dear to my heart. Let's talk about real estate. The pandemic housing boom, which saw home prices increase by 40% over a two-year period, finally began slowing in the second half of 2022. Why? Mainly because mortgage rates doubled compared to the beginning of the year, as the Federal Reserve hiked interest rates to try to tamp down inflation. In January, the average 30-year rate sat at 3.22%. That was nearly 6% by the end of June. Now, what does this actually mean in real dollars? Well, let's say that you're buying a home for $400,000 with 20% down. A 30-year fixed-rate loan at 3% would cost you about $1,350 a month for principal and interest. At a 6% rate, that payment goes up to about $1,900 a month or an added $550 a month with an extra $205,000 in interest payments over that 30-year span. So it's not surprising that homes sat on the market for months as sellers continued to price homes at rates that buyers could no longer afford. The drop in housing prices in the short term is more than offset by these mortgage rate increases. Real estate sales slowed overall as buyers and sellers adjusted to new realities. While it may be tempting to think that foreclosures will really tick up, analysts seem to agree that there will be no housing bubble or market crash anytime soon. Conditions are much different than in 2008 and 2009. Current owners have much more home equity that they can tap into today, giving them cushion to withstand potential price declines and leading to more involuntary sales than actual foreclosures. The borrowers who are eligible for mortgages today are well-qualified and have strong incoming credit. All other underlying fundamentals, such as demand for housing and the cost of new construction, will continue to support home prices. That doesn't mean that a recession can't happen, particularly if the Federal Reserve continues trying to fight inflation without causing higher um, unemployment rates. Previous recessions have started with downturns in the housing market after all, but it's not all doom and gloom. In fact, the average home price increased 2 to 8% depending on the metrics you use. So how has the commercial real estate space fared? Well, many of the factors that have affected residential real estate have had an impact on the commercial space as well. Retail is currently at a crossroads, with large dependency upon location and retail category. Retail in city centers has been slow to bounce back because fewer people are working in downtown offices. Some cities are redeveloping B and C class mall spaces into mixed-use properties. The future of office space is also unclear. Vacancy rates did not dip below their pre-pandemic Q4 2019 levels, which is a good sign overall. But cash flow growth may be challenged in the office sector. Perhaps the combination of right location and right amenities can bring employees back to those offices. Multifamily properties continue to perform well, with vacancies currently at 4.4%, a five-year low. Interest rate hikes have led to more selective buying in the latter half of 2022, with that trend expected to continue into 2023. Prices are also dropping somewhat as sellers work with buyers to initiate sales. It's important to note that while multifamily owners and investors aren't immune to cost increases, they can adjust rents annually or even monthly to account for those market changes. Industrial properties are continuing their hot streak as the demand for e-commerce keeps increasing. Because these companies need to get products into consumers' hands sooner, there's a lot of innovation in the space. It's predicted that e-commerce will likely serve as a tailwind for the logistics industry and industrial warehouse and distribution properties for at least the next decade. New warehouses are being built at record amounts to keep up. Something to watch out for, though, is the nature of longer leases in industrial properties, as they generally only account for 2-3% to inflation. So what do analysts think for 2023 overall? Well, high interest rates and a potential recession will make this next year a challenging one for real estate. The Fed will continue raising rates until it sees a large reduction in inflation from 7% to its intended target of 2%. A higher cost of capital is expected to lower asset values, as we've seen in the latter half of 2022. Analysts expect home prices to stabilize for the year, with minimal swings depending on individual markets. Luckily, any recession is not expected to be deep. Corporate finances are in good shape. The average household debt is low compared to previous recessions, and inflation is expected to be significantly lower by the second half of 2023. CBRE, the world's largest commercial real estate services and investment firm, believes this will set the stage for falling interest rates and the beginning of a new cycle that's expected to last into the 2030s. This is why I continue to preach the addition of real estate to any investment portfolio. The tax benefits continue to rival those of traditional retirement plans, and returns are more stable overall. Much like with stocks, I'm comfortable with real estate occupying 30 to 60% of any portfolio with emphasis on the long term. While I always say, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait, it may actually behoove you to wait and see what happens to mortgage rates after the first half of next year. Of course, that doesn't mean deals won't be out there in the first half of the year. I actually think that the use of creative financing and unique deal structures will increase as investors seek to continue finding deals in 2023 those opportunities are out there if you're willing to look. Now, I want you to know that I'm not just speaking off the cuff here. As always, I have a ton of resources in the show notes that you can dive into yourself to come to your own conclusions. But that's going to do it for this special State of the Union address. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. This show only grows because of you, so make sure you share it with a friend, family member, or colleague to help them on their alternative income journey. I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming show, just put it in your review of the podcast. I check those all the time, and I cover those questions in future episodes. If you'd like to know more about me and gain access to passive investment opportunities, Make sure to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Until next time, be safe and take care of each other out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On Call Capital. They're dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find OnCall Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page, where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.